0: none like you. There is none other coming close. Hallelujah, Lord God, and we give you the praise. Oh, Shia, the honor. Oh, yeah. ha, Hallelujah, Lord God, and the glory. Hallelujah, Lord God, we're looking unto you, the author and the finisher of our faith. Hallelujah, Lord God, I ask you, our sweet, merciful Savior, that you bless our Bible class on tonight. Hallelujah, Lord God, that you please be with us, Lord God, on this evening. Hallelujah Lord God, that you speak a word, oh yeah, yeah. Hallelujah, Lord God, to your people on tonight. Hallelujah, Lord God, we only want to hear from you. Hallelujah, Lord God, we ask, oh God, that you open up your word and, hallelujah, Lord God, make it plain to us. Hashiah, Lord God, that we can understand, Lord God, that you be with us in every scripture, every verse. Hallelujah, Lord God, give us better understanding, Lord God, that we be not hearers only. Hallelujah, Lord God, but doers. Hallelujah, Lord God, and believers of your word. Hallelujah, Lord God. Please bless, Lord God. Bless us to hear from you all tonight, Lord God. Allow my voice to be silent. Hallelujah, Lord God, that we can only hear from you. We give you all the praise. We'll be careful to give you all the praise, all the glory, all the honor. Hallelujah, Lord God. Please do all these things, not only for your name's sake, but for your name's reputation. Hallelujah, Lord God. In your great name, we pray and we believe. In Jesus' name, all the people say, amen amen and amen and amen. Hallelujah, It is good to be in the house of the Lord tonight, amen? I'm thankful, I'm grateful. I had uh, several things um, going on today. I had some things pop up and come up yesterday. Um, Some things can burden you down and weigh you down, amen? And there are things that happen to us in this life, and we don't know what to do with it, amen? But you know what I love? That we can always take it to God in prayer. And I praise God for that. I praise him that we can give everything over to him. Hallelujah. And he will help us. I praise him tonight because he is a keeper. I praise him because he is a deliverer. He is a prayer answer. He is a mind regulator. Hallelujah. I praise him because he is our all in all. God is our everything. Sometimes you got to remind yourself. Amen. I'm up here reminding myself while I talk to you. God is my everything. Hallelujah. He never, never fails. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're gonna go uh, to the word of the Lord tonight um, and uh, I give honor tonight to our bishop in his absence. Amen. Praying for him. Hallelujah. Um, I'm both to stand up here tonight. Hallelujah. Uh, attempting to teach God's word, uh, soliciting your prayers, definitely. Amen. Amen. You pray for me as I pray for you. And we just pray to hear a word from the Lord. But let's turn to our Bibles tonight. I, have, um, I feel like the Lord has given us a direction tonight. and We're just going to try to walk in what the Lord says. Amen? I'm following along just like you. All right? <laughs> we're just going to ask the Lord to open up our understanding and help us uh, that we can understand some scriptures. Tonight, I have a, a host of scriptures that I feel like the Lord has given not a whole lot of notes to go with them. So we're going to pray that the Lord fill in those blanks. Amen? Um, If you could please go with us. uh, Let's open up our Bibles to the book of Genesis. Uh, Genesis chapter number 2. If we were to have a subject tonight, I'm going to give you what came to me. Amen? So I'm going to share with you, and that is mind control. mind control. Genesis chapter number 2, verse number 18. I'll start off informing you of something about me that I hope that you will believe to be true. And that is that I have have never, that I know of to date, uh, used use the pulpit to ever throw off, to ever get my own personal message across to anybody I'm too afraid to ever do anything like that. I I have had that, I feel, I know for sure done to me once, I think twice, Um, but I have never done that, I never planned to do that, amen, Uh, and it's interesting to me because there's some things that uh, that I've been privy to and a part of these last few days and it may appear that I will be directing these comments but uh, towards a certain situation but I praise God because he allows us to experience things so that we can help each other amen I solicit your prayers on tonight Genesis let's go to chapter number two and verse number 18 the book of the beginning amen this book of Genesis hallelujah we're going to talk about um this man Adam amen Going back to uh, the creation, 2 and 18 says this, Mm, yeah, 2 and 18 says, and the Lord said, it is not good that man should be alone. I will make him and help meet for him. And the Lord said, it is not good. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Good job. But I was reading it again. And the Lord said, it is not good that man be alone. I will make him a helpmeet for him. Um, let's do go on and read a little bit more. Uh, but I want to p- pick it up. Uh, well, go ahead. We can do 19. And out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air and brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them. And whatsoever, Adam called every living creature that was the name thereof. Amen? So every creature, Adam's naming them. Every fowl of the air. Amen? Every beast of the field. Y'all reading it with me? Every living thing, um, he brought them unto Adam. Brings them to Adam so that he can name each and everything. So he has had many encounters with many animals, right? Many other living species on the earth besides himself. The earth is created, the waters, the land at this point, all these wonderful things are created. Now we have living things being created, and God brings them to Adam, all the living things. Could you imagine? Think of every li- If we just take a pause and think of what that actually actually means. You know, there's a, those of us have problems keeping a few kids' names straight in your own house. You know, and, and he brings every living thing, every fowl of the air, every beast of the land and Adam is naming all so he's coming into contact with many living creatures. Um, verse number 20 And Adam gave names to all cattle and to all, to all fowl of the air and to every beast of the field. But for Adam there was not found a help meet for him. So of everything that he came into ca- in, uh, that he encountered, that he came into contact with, didn't find anything for himself. Nothing that satisfied to make him feel like, this, this is for me, oh I can connect with this animal, right? oh you know, I, I can connect here. I have found a friend here. I have found a, a help here. oh I'm gonna depend on this. He couldn't find anything, all right? Let's go to verse number 21. Because she was taken out of a man. Verse 24. Therefore shall a man leave his father and mother, and shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. Amen. Uh, we can back that up. So now we understand uh, the creation of uh um, woman, how she came into existence, how and we all we know this is very familiar, amen. How she came to be What was happening at the time? What was so significant, if we could just back it up to Genesis 2 and 18. And the Lord said, it is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a help meet for him. But what happened next? Did the woman happen right away next? We just read through it. I'm treating y'all like Sunday school. Um, We just read through it. Was the woman the right next thing that happened? After God said it's not good for a man to be alone, what happened next? Do you remember? Now I know what Bishop's talking about. <laughs> Anybody want to help us out, what happened next? <laughs> not good for man to be alone. You can cheat and breathe is right in front of you. All right, Sister Sean.
1: That's
0: right. He So he started forming other things. He didn't form the woman right away. It's not good for man to be alone. And then but he formed all these other things, all these other living creatures, but those things were not good enough. those That's not what Adam needed. It wasn't good for him to leave me alone, but he didn't just need anything. He needed another human. And the first human he needed was a woman. Amen? And so uh, then we read on and we found out that Adam says, uh, Now, this is bone of my bones, flesh of my flesh, right? Now he's happy. Right? This is exactly what I needed. All right? Uh, Now, if you turn with me, please, let's go to the book of Proverbs. Uh, Proverbs chapter number 18. We're going to take a journey through some scriptures tonight. Is that all right? Proverbs chapter number 18, um, verse number 1. Through desire, a man having separated himself, seeketh and intermeddleth with all wisdom. Now, this is going to seem like a strange jump from what we just read to this scripture here. But just stay with me, and we're going to connect them all in a little while. Is that all right? Yeah. Verse, Proverbs verse number 18. Let me read a translation for you. I'll start off with the Christian Standard Bible. Eight, Proverbs 18 and 1, the Christian Standard Bible says, one who isolates himself... Pursues selfish desires. He rebels against all sound wisdom. It's this translation of the verse that you have there. I'll also read it for you in the New Living Translation. Proverbs 18 and 1. Unfriendly people care only about themselves. They lash out at common sense. All right? Let's keep on journeying. All right? We're going we're gonna to mix the scriptures together here. In just a little bit, I promise you, I promise you. Um, let's go to our very familiar passage of Scripture that we all love, uh, Acts chapter number 2. So first, in Genesis 2 and 18, we find out that it's not good for man to be alone. Amen? When we jump to Proverbs, we find out uh, as we read, uh, I really like the, the Christian Standard Bible, that a person who isolates himself, now we just talked about it, it's not good for a man to be alone. In Proverbs 18 and 1, one who isolates himself pursues selfish desires, he rebels against all sound wisdom. All right? Acts chapter number 2, um, we'll go ahead and start at verse 38, and we're going to read down to our key here at verse 42. Uh, two and thirty-eight. We should be able to quote it. Then Peter said unto them, "Repent." This is now. Now we are uh, 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 the day of Pentecost. Amen. Uh, amen. Isn't that where we are in our Bibles? The next chapter number two. Amen. Coming up on Sunday. Y'all ready? Amen. amen. We're gonna be ready to celebrate. Amen. The day of Pentecost. Amen. Uh, then Peter said unto him, unto them, "Repent." And be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins. And ye shall, Shia, come on, y'all should jump in with me on that. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. First, you repent, and then you be baptized. And ye shall receive for the remission of your sins. Excuse me. And ye shall receive. You shall receive. You shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Let's find out what what else does Peter say. To them today. Let's keep going. Verse 39. For this promise is unto you and to your children, to all them that are afar off, even as many as the Lord God shall call. Now we are in the New Testament. Amen. We are in the new covenant, right? New promise. So this promise is being made. You're gonna receive the Holy Ghost, and not only you receive if you repent and you be baptized for the remission of your sins, you're gonna receive it. But not only you, but your children, and to your children's children, and All those that are far off. So this isn't lonely country that we're talking about anymore. Amen. As we read through the scriptures, I want you to begin to pick up on a trend that we're not just talking about a singular event for one person. Right? we're talking about this happening to a multitude of people and it continuing to happen to a multitude of people down through generations. Is that what you're reading? All right. Uh, as many as the Lord God shall call, that's a lot. That's a lot. All right. Verse number forty. And with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, "Save yourselves from this untoward generation." Amen. Uh, keep going. Then they, uh, then they gladly received his word. Were baptized. Look at this, look at this. They received the word, and the same day, there were back, uh, how many souls were added? 3,000 souls. We're talking about multitudes of people. The word of God, salvation, being for multitudes of people, It's not a secret society that's only just for a few select people. It is open to all. The scripture previous to this said, as many as my Lord God shall call. Amen? We understand this. We know that this is a promise that is open to your children, your children's children, right? As many of them receive it, they can have it. All right, let's go. Verse number 42. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and breaking of bread and in prayers. Now, this is a key verse. We're going to stick on this one for just a little bit. Let's break this scripture down. This scripture we've probably read many, many times, but this has some corners in it, some principles, four of them to be exact, that I really want us to focus on, that I feel like the Lord is um, imparting on us to really try to get an understanding of exactly what this scripture is saying. Now, we're talking about this 3,000 souls at this point, right? Right? And they continued steadfastly in the Apostles' Doctrine and and what? Fellowship. Fellowship. Right? And breaking of bread and in prayers. So as we look at verse number 42, the first thing that we can pull out of that is they continued steadfastly in the Apostles' Doctrine. So the very first thing that they followed after, they followed after instruction. Right? So we have our instructions. We know these instructions that God has given, that we read about, that Peter declared, right, that he's already read about earlier in chapter number 2. We've got these instructions. Now we know what we need to receive the Holy Ghost. Amen. We received instruction first. The second thing that we see here is the the next thing um, and fellowship. That word fellowship means what? Let's now make it Bible class and let's talk to each other a little bit tonight. That word fellowship, what's the word fellowship mean? Can anybody help me out? Uh, yes, ma'am, Sister Brianna. I would say a gathering together and just socializing, talking, being around each other. Good, 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 good. Anybody else want to add to that? Fellowships, thank you, Sister Sean.
1: Same-minded
0: people doing that. Ooh,
1: I like that. Not just anybody, but people with the same
0: beliefs, same, Ooh. same desires. Good, good. Good, I like that. Anybody else want to add? Uh, Sister Rashida. Um, this
2: definition says friendly relationship and companionship.
0: Good. You went to the definition of exactly how I was going to do. Friendly relationships, companionship, like-minded people. They continued in fellowship, right? Um, so now we have our instruction. We have our uh, our apostolic friendships if you will, right? And the next thing they did, the very next thing they did, something that we like to do, <laughs> <They> broke bread. <laughs> Sat down, have that meal. Boy, we like to eat together, don't we? That's, it's really, if you really think about it, it it's, it's not just a religious thing throughout society. You know, it, it, it is amazing the things that can happen over a meal, uh, the relationships, the kinships, that can be formed over a meal many first dates happen over a meal a lot of friendships begin and happen over a meal we sit down we break bread together amen any function where we're trying to get together and uh and have a good time and get to know each other we break bread yesterday saturday the young people had a picnic here at church and they Broke bread, they had some food out here for the young people. I got to slide in because I got children, right? So I slid in with my children. They can't come by themselves. So I bought them, and I sat down, and I broke bread with the saints. And we sat down, and we talked, and we laughed, and we had a good time. And you get to talk to people you don't normally get to sit down and have full, long conversations with. Um, they, they assembled themselves together with fellowship and friendship then they broke bread together, right? And then the last thing, that big old stamp on the end, and in prayer. Now this is really important. All four key, all things, all these four principles are good to just that, that good setup for a good apostolic foundation. Amen? We do these four things, we're going to be doing pretty good. Amen? But that last thing is so important that they did it in prayer too. Yes, we have our our instruction, our doctrine, our preaching, Bible class, Sunday morning, all that, right? We're doing all that. Um, We have fellowships. We get together after church, especially now that it's summertime, the saints, we don't leave. Amen? Uh, We're going back to the lights getting flipped out on us and locked doors. Uh, The other day I was in here. Poor deacon. I'm trying to remember which one it was might have been Deacon Ross I, I actually felt sorry for him I was like I'm sorry Deacon you done flipped these lights about six times and the saints are just <laughs> still sitting still sitting in the pews but we're fellowshipping enjoying each other as I go out now that like it's still light outside when we leave church I think it's so beautiful when I look back and all the saints are still sitting outside on the steps and on the ramp and I'm fellowshipping enjoying each, co- each other's company hallelujah breaking in bread, but in prayer That last thing, we have to be so careful not to just say, let's pray. Or say, pray for this, pray for that. But actually pray. And not only pray individually, but collectively. This is what they're doing together. They continue, step lastly, doing these things together. In prayer, it's so important. I love this church dedicates... The uh, first Sunday night of every month to prayer. We don't have an excuse not to pray together. We have a whole service dedicated to it. Um, Every morning, 6 o'clock, amen, the church is open for us to come and to pray together. We have a lot of opportunities where we can come together and pray. Saturday mornings, the church is open for prayer, amen. Sunday mornings, amen, and the church open uh, for prayer, on Sunday mornings, we have all these opportunities where we can come together in prayer. Has anybody ever needed to go to the Lord in something for, for something you're going through? And you just didn't have the strength to pray? Hands up. I just didn't have the strength to pray. But you came to prayer? Now I want to see some witnesses of that one. I can't pray, but I'm going to drag myself to prayer. Because this is where house, the, the strength is. And has anybody felt the strength of other people praying around you? Amen. Now let's go even deeper. Has anybody ever been down on your knees and somebody starts praying about what you don't have the strength to pray for? <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk about a few being soaked. But how do I find this out? Uh, how do these things happen to me? I have to come. If you haven't experienced it, maybe you haven't come enough. I got to come and be around the saints and be around where they're praying for that to happen to me. Has anybody come down to the altar and I'm going through so tough and all I can do is lift my hands with tears rolling down my face and the minister or the altar worker put their hand on my head and speaks the exact words. Of what I need the God, of what I need God to do for me. That has has that happened to anybody except for me? It's the power of prayer. How do those powerful things happen? I have to come where prayer is. Prayer is powerful at home. It's powerful when you pray. Hoshiah, It's powerful when you get down before the Lord yourself at home and you pray and you seek His face. You by yourself. You're forming a relationship with God. Amen? But then the power of prayer when I do it amongst my brothers and sisters, I'm not only strengthening that bond between me and the Lord but I'm strengthening the bond of my brothers and sisters in Christ. Because now that I'm in church and I'm praying with you I might hear a voice and it makes me pray Oh, Oh, hallelujah, That's sister Shana, Lord, right now in the name of Jesus, you know what she's going through, Lord. I don't know. But you know, you know why she's here and you know what she's in need of. You know, Lord God, and her her rising and her going down. Lord God, you know her children and her grandchildren, her needs. Hallelujah. her On her job, Lord, keep her right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Strengthen and help her. Lord God, give her peace. Lord God, in every situation that she's going through, help her strengthen allow her to be prosperous in the mighty name of Jesus. Strengthen her body and bring her health. Hallelujah. Heal her mind and her body. Whatever. She stands in need of her right now. Put your arms around her. Lord God give her grace, strength, and peace. In the name of Jesus. That happens because she came to prayer. Hallelujah. I was serious when I just prayed that prayer. God bless you. God keep you. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. But it happened because she's sitting here in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. It happens because we come where help is. We come where strength is, and then we can be strengthened. The enemy's desire is to get you by yourself so that he can pluck you off like some dead petals on a rose. My sweet, sweet uh, baby boy, he is a sweet baby boy. Ooh, where's his mother at? But he's a sweet boy. I love him so much. And for Mother's Day, my baby told his daddy he wanted to buy me some flowers. Insert on here. <laughs> and he went and got his mommy some flowers, and they were beautiful. I mean, yeah, like a dozen roses. Uh, he picked them out himself and gave them to me on Mother's Day. It was so sweet. And so because it was for my baby, you know, every time I saw him, it just made me so happy. And um, I wanted to keep them as alive as long as I could. And um, I kept them alive a good long time. And what was amazing to me about those flowers, they opened up so beautifully. They're this real pretty pink. um, And they opened up really beautifully, um, really lovely. And then I started to notice they looked like they they weren't dying, they weren't wilting. They just looked a little dryish. Does that make sense? Is that a thing? They had tissue paper around the jar. So I lifted up the tissue paper and I realized the jar was bone dry. There was no water. The flowers looked to still be alive but there was no water. So I took and I filled the vase. Amen? I ran over there. <laughs> I took my vase and I ran over and I filled uh, the water jar. And the flowers I noticed perked right back up. You know, and they started looking really good. And for, you know, several days, the flowers were super perky and looking lovely. Then I started to notice on some of the roses, the petals like inside were dying. So I would go through y'all and I started picking the dead petals out. But the, the whole rose was still sitting there alive, amen? But I picked out the petals because I knew the dead ones would suck up, would try to take all the attention. I knew enough about flowers to know the dead ones were going to suck up as much nutrients as they could, and that takes away from the ones that are living. So I went through and I purposely kept plucking out all the dead petals, right, to keep my flowers alive. Finally, two of the roses lopped over, and they died, and I pulled them out of the vase, and I still had ten roses. And I remember I got down to eight roses. Amen, I got down to six roses. I just kept pulling out anything that was dead to keep what was alive strong. The enemy, he's coming to take you out. It started off 12 strong, beautiful roses. They were all strong, they were all beautiful. I had no idea, there was no indication to me which ones would wilt first. Which ones would die first? And it killed me. I didn't want to pluck them out. I wanted to keep them. But in order to keep the ones that were alive alive, I had to take the dead ones away. The enemy is in there trying to pluck us out. We are a beautiful bouquet of roses together. In God's house, doing God's work. Being strengthened together with love and that same water is the word of God strengthening us. Amen? And he would want to come and kill, steal, and destroy us. Saints, we have to stay strong in the mighty name of Jesus. You can't look at somebody else, wilting and feel like, oh, Sister Campbell can't make it. She can't make it. I sure can't. Instead of that, Lord, in the name of Jesus, strengthen my sister. Help her. Lord God, you strengthen her. And help her. Now, Lord, I need you to help me, Lord, because I'm determined to walk with you, to be with you. Saints, we can make it we have to control our mind you have to keep control over this fellow here because what happens is y'all got the nerve to keep coming to church to keep being faithful some of y'all sick in your bodies some of y'all hobbling in can barely walk in pain but you keep coming you won't stop coming you won't stop coming you won't stop praising him you won't stop lifting your hands you won't stop praying You won't stop having a positive attitude. Satan hates it. He can't stand it. He tries to attack you in any aspect of your life he can. He comes for you at your job and you prevail. Right? You testify. You overcome on your job. He tries to come against you with your relationships in God's house. And you prevail. You say, nope, I'm going to be stronger than that. I'm going to be wiser than that. Right? And he can't get you any other way. So where does he go? Right here in your mind. If I can't get you all the conventional ways that I normally can take people out, let me go straight to your mind and work on those mind battles. We have to have mind control. Amen? That happens. How you get your strength and your fuel is through the body of Christ and communing yourselves around like-minded people to get strength from people who are gonna encourage you that you can make it. You feel yourself wilting and dying and the person next to you will pour some water on you and let you know you can make it. You can make it, that's why it's important to come to the house of the Lord, to hear the testimonies of the saints of the Lord, to come to prayer and just listen to people pray. If you can't pray yourself, I'll listen to other people pray, I've done that. I've just gotten strength and fuel over listening to the same spray. Glory to the name of the Lord. And the word of God comes and penetrates my heart and penetrates my spirit and touches me and causes me to be different. But it starts right here when the enemy tries to take over my mind. I've got to be determined to take control back. You can't have me. And when I see him trying to take you or you see him trying to take me, I want you to take some control. I want you to call my name out in prayer. Don't shake your head and say, oh, Sister Joy, she used to be so faithful. Now I see her, she's missing a lot of church. I wonder what's happening with her. Please don't do that to me. Lord, in the name of Jesus, strengthen my
1: sister. Bring her back, Lord. I don't know what's going on, but I need you to help her. Hallelujah. I need you to bless her. I need her here in the body, Lord. Let's pray for each other.
0: Satan can't have us. We are stronger together than we ever can be separate. But he wants you to feel alone. He wants to trick you into making you think you are all by yourself. And he is a liar. There is a host of people that love you. Who's ever felt all by themselves? Be honest. I, my hand is up. I'm not, I'm one of the people. Now I have, um, I have, I always get the numbers wrong, but I have two brothers and three sisters and two sister-in-laws, and three brother-in-laws. I want to add them all up, but I'm going to mess that up. Um, That's just on my side of the family. On my husband's side of the family, I got two more brothers and two more sisters. I have another sister-in-law, amen? I have another set of parents on my husband's side of the family. I have a host I couldn't even begin to name you. The host of cousins and family members and uncles and aunts and all these people um, that at my funeral, I'm sure, will probably show up. But there has been times in my life where Satan has told me and I want to fall for the okie doke, as my brother would say, and believe what he's telling me and nobody cares about you. Anybody have, be, have an honest moment? I need you to put your hands up so other people that have experienced it will know that they're not by themselves. Satan has told me nobody cares about you. Nobody loves you, and I believed it. He is a liar. He's trying to take control of your mind. Don't give him mind control. The power of God rests down on the inside of you. And when you feel yourself wilting and you feel like you're all by yourself, Lord, give me the strength to
1: believe that I'm not alone, and he will show you that you are not alone. You are not, you are not alone.
0: I love you. If don't nobody else love you, please keep coming. I need you. I love you. I care about you. I don't have an order or ism against anybody. There was a lot of time in my life I couldn't say that. Oh, I'm so happy today. Whatever the date is. May 30th, 31st, I don't know what it is. I don't have a problem with anybody, and I'm happy about that. I love my brothers and sisters in Christ, and I need you. I had a cousin um, who passed away at an early age. I, um, I wish I had looked it up before I came, because I have the date in one of my Bibles. But I believe he was probably in his late 30s or early 40s when he's passed away, so that's young. And I remember at his funeral, it was packed. It was packed. I mean, packed, it was here and it was packed. I mean, almost standing room only, the wake, the funeral, packed, filled with people because he was a lovely person. He was a really nice jovial person. One of those people, people like to be around, you know, never negative, always pretty positive. Uh, light hearted and came with that truth he would minister God's word and he was just a, a good person and he died young so so many people at his funeral and at the wake and I was standing next to his wife and she just looked around at all oh, her tears her eyes welled up and she said he would never believe that all these people would come to his funeral all he said was nobody loved him that he, he always felt so alone. Satan is a liar. He is a liar. This man's funeral was packed to the rafters. All the sections were filled. Filled. Not spacey. Filled with people. And she was just blown away. Because all he ever told her was, that nobody loved him and how alone he felt don't you believe the lie of Satan we love you I love you the church of God loves you and we need each other you can't make it by yourself the scripture does not support you making it by yourself that is a lie it's a new age thing all this self help nonsense and bring yourself up, self, self, this, self, self, that. The scripture does not support it at all. The scripture says the opposite, and I'm going to read some of them to you. I'm not just going to tell you. I'm going to read them. Hallelujah. Don't you believe it. Don't you believe the lie. Amen? Let's go. Let's talk about some friendship scriptures. And, y'all, I had to cut it down because it was so many. It was so many That I couldn't, I said that's too many for us to try to overview today. Amen. But let's go to some of them. Proverbs 17 and 17. Proverbs 17 and 17. All right. First one. The first verse: um, A friend loveth at all times. A friend loveth at all times, and a brother is born from is born for adversity. What's the scripture mean? Can somebody help us understand what this scripture means? Anybody? Everybody? Somebody? Don't raise your hands at once. It's confusing. Uh, brother White. Say it again. A friend loves it, no matter what the situation is. because Keep talking. Whether thick or thin,
1: that person is going to be there, and you're blessed and down on the floor. That person is going to be there with you. Now, as far as the brother is going for the adversary, it's to defend the one that feels like him by, he's by himself. So God allows you to have somebody on the side that's going to help be an adventure in your life, that you a supporter, basically. I like your Brother White. On this person, to let you know you're not by yourself. And I was thinking that uh, the scripture says that I would never leave you. Yes. closer than a brother. Come on. So God allowed people to be born in families that they can have somebody in that realm to support them along
0: the way. Go ahead, I like it. Go ahead, you're doing good, for the way. That made me feel encouraged. Uh Honor chambers. here. Please do. Come on, I love it. Because a friend, did I miss anybody have their hand up? Sister Ross? Mine has several
3: translations, and I think when I read the translations Good. and look at this, it's kind of different from what I thought that mm-hmm. they meant. And so in one of them, it says, A friend is loving at all times and becomes a brother in times of trouble. That's
2: exactly what and it meant. That
3: means. is not what I ever thought that scripture was. I never thought that. But it makes so much sense. Yes. Even though I'm a friend, when I start going through things, then I'm like a brother that will be with you no matter what. That's time. right. We were born of the same womb. And I thought, wow. Come on. just opened up something for me.
0: Me too. <laughs> uh, exactly. Sister LaFraya.
3: Mm-hmm. A little bit deeper. It's when you're going through hardship and you start to develop that bad theology. What you know that God is against you. And all. no, no, a brother gonna step in and let you know. Say they're
0: it. Gonna say the Lord. They gonna speak truth to you Say it. Even though it may not resonate to you in the moment, that say it. Words are gonna come back, but that's what a brother would do in hardship. That's right. When you going through, did I get everybody? Uh, yes, sir, Edelbert. That's right. That's right. brother comes to fight with you. Who else? Did I see some more hands? Uh, yes sir.
3: Brother Patrick.
4: will be there for you
0: always. Yes. That's good. Good, good. I like it. Elder Taylor.
5: Um, I have to admit, I've always struggled
0: with this particular verse. Uh-huh.
5: Because I actually see it both perspectives the, the one that's been mentioned the most uh-huh. in, the, in the brothers and sisters that answered the question. But I think one time I was studying, I think I had just studied about Cain and Abel. Mm-hmm. And then I came across this scripture. Uh-huh didn't sound like they got along. Right. Uh, um, I guess I guess Abel was the last one born. Right. I believe Cain was first. Mm-hmm. And then I've seen siblings fight like cats and dogs. Yes. So I really didn't know which way to go. I still struggle with this scripture. Mm-hmm. Brother's born for adversity. Yes. Meaning, okay, this, this guy's going to be born and he's going to cause you some trouble. So I never really settled either way, but just for context, I just wanted to throw that out there. I've struggled with this
0: scripture. I I appreciate that because even as I was studying, um, because we can have problems and indwellings in our families, right? Um, In this scripture, in the the reference, in the flow of this verse, let's take the verse and pick it apart. Um, A friend loveth at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. All right? In Proverbs 17 and 17. Let's go back. Let me go to my Bible. You going to give me just a second? Okay. Oh, Amen. I appreciate it. Um um In this in the reference and the way that the writer is reading this particular verse, the whole subject is a friend loving at times, verse 17 through 23. And that section in the book of Proverbs if you read the entire section, it's all about a friend loving at all times. And this instance, this instance, and what the writer is saying about the friend loving in all times and a brother is born for adversity is in the vein going along with what we're reading here in the scripture of it being a, a supportive role to you. As in that friend turns into a brother for you. This this friend changes And takes on the role a brother should have for you. Amen. And a brother, let's take it in a spiritual sense for us, for our help. In this sanctuary, right? And as we're speaking in this verse for us, a brother as my brother and sister in Christ. Isn't that right? If we even look at it that way, if we take it in the... Uh, in the vein of a brother of the natural brother and there could be problems in in families and like I don't know somebody might be sitting here thinking I don't want you to love me like my brother does I don't want that kind of love then I don't want you to think of then your natural brother I want you to think of your spiritual brother and sister and I want you to insert name here of that supportive love of the brother that you get as in the love of Christ amen we're going to keep talking about it. Sister Michelle, you have, I'm going to get some of the hands that are up. Sister Michelle. I think we've all, or well, many of us, have dealt with what Elder Taylor's talking Absolutely. about. Absolutely. That's right. Good example. And then, who is it, right? Let's think about it. Uh, uh, who else is Heather? Sister Sean.
1: good and so feel the law of christ so um uh,
0: a true brother that's right and, and, and so it's in spirit not necessarily always your flesh and blood or not right. that's right that's right That's exactly right. And has anybody ever had that happen for you in the, in the purpose of the examples that we're giving tonight? That friend is there for you, but then you've in trouble and somebody really stepped up for you? Did you really see the love of somebody come through for you when you were going through and they stepped up for you? That's the type of love that we're encouraging in here tonight. Is that if you don't, say if you don't find it, if you have had an experience where you don't find it in your family. You've been hurt. You've been scarred. All of us have. Amen? What I want us to understand as we read through the scriptures and we read about the saints in Acts, we're talking about saints. We're talking about like-minded people. Now, perhaps your brothers and sisters are saints as well. Amen to that. Hallelujah. But if they aren't, what we're talking about is as we've been converted, My spiritual family is what we're talking about tonight is who is supporting me in the house of God. And these people that are in my house, in my family, my brothers and sisters sitting right here in this church with me are the ones that I'm looking to turn into now be a powerhouse for me when I'm going through. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? Good. Elder Taylor. Sorry,
5: um, I guess... Child, you know, I, I was the
3: only child, mm-hmm. um, and I used to resent it.
5: You know, I used to ask mom, not knowing how babies came. When well, you go have another baby? Right. You know, <laughs> didn't realize what I was asking. But um, and then when I would have conflict with other people, they could always say, "Well, I'm gonna get my brother." I couldn't say that. So any conflict, I had to face it by myself.
0: And then what's beautiful to me, though, is that once you receive the Holy Ghost, you receive the host of brothers and sisters. Is that right? Do we believe? Do y'all believe what we talk about? That now once I receive that, I hope that we aren't just saying this as words. I hope we aren't just calling each other brothers and sisters, but I hope we actually feel that and know that, that when I received the gift of the Holy Ghost and you received it, too we became a family in Christ. We share the same spirit. Now you have become that host that I didn't have. Now when I'm speaking in a spiritual sense, now I have that support because I should have a whole host of brothers and sisters in here tonight. And if we are not fulfilling this role, that's hopefully what this Bible class is for, is to get us to the point where we are becoming that brother for adversity amen that's what bible class is for right that's what coming to church is for that even if if we aren't fulfilling or haven't fulfilled that that's hopefully we'll start making a change tonight where we allow ourselves to get there because nobody should feel alone and that is what the scripture is telling us over and over and over and i'm gonna read a bunch of them to you tonight you are not alone you have friends in christ if they are saying that they are uh, baptized, born again believers, speaking in tongues as the Spirit gives them utterance, you are not alone. And we have to support each other and show each other the love of Christ. Amen? Amen. If I see you out there looking lonely, I should want to reach out to you, even if you're just looking lonely. Amen? If you're feeling lonely, maybe I don't recognize the look looking lonely then maybe I'll come park myself by Sonny because I feel a little bit lonely today. And I'll just come and sit by him and hopefully he'll start talking to me. Hey, Sonny, how you doing? Sister Joyce, he's a good one to use too. <laughs> Sonny always makes me feel pretty good. Sister Joyce! Yeah. But we should, but, but even that, just that, just that love and that expression, I was watching it yesterday. I keep saying yesterday. You know what I mean? Saturday. It was yesterday. It was Monday. <laughs> I'm not as old as I appear, but. Oh boy, it was Monday, not Saturday. I was wondering why I was so confused. It was yesterday. But I was watching it, thank y'all so now I can keep saying yesterday. And I was sitting down and I was watching, I don't see her. she here? Sweetie here? I don't think she is. And it was so sweet to me that some of the teenagers had come that hadn't been here in a while and, you know, things like that. And so she was sitting across the table from me. And what I thought was so beautiful is, like, three or four of them were so excited to see her. And Sister Sweetie was so cute and came and it happened, like, three different times and, like, wrapped their arms around her. But the reason why she got those responses is because she's giving out love to those kids. You know, along the years, she's, she's given love to them. And she's loved on them. Because I was looking like, oh, they're going to come to me next. Like <laughs> One of them said, hi, Sister Joyce. I said, oh, I, got, I got some work to do. <laughs> but you see what I did? Instead of getting mad, I said, I got some work to do. <laughs> you know, because we need getting all this love, and I should be getting it too. You know, I'm sitting in my seat thinking they about to come over to me next. No, two of them didn't say nothing, and one of them hostage to Joyce, Yikes. <laughs> I'll come up higher. I promise. But you see, we got to see ourselves. What am I giving? Uh, Elder Chambers was talking about that a little bit on Sunday. You have to give out, too. You know, because that's another trick of the enemy. It's that I'm, I'm, I'm over here. I'm by myself. Nobody's reaching for me. Nobody... Am I reaching? I saw myself yesterday. I did. I was like, there's, there's a reason why that happened. I need to reach out more so that I can get that love back too, right? Extend, extend, show, show. I should show I want to be loved and that you love me. Even if I'm showing uh, that I'm not a very lovable person, I should come and wrap my arms around you and try to warm you up the best I can. I have seen saints do that too. The most hardened person can be worn by love. What I want to do tonight, what I want to talk about to us tonight is really, really, really calling out the enemy. That's what this Bible class is about. That was to cause us to believe that we are not a body that we are. We are. There's a reason why you keep coming back. There's a reason why you're sitting in these seats now. There's something that you like, that you feel about this place that we're in. Is that true, amen? Amen. Something keeps drawing you back. Now, let's, let's take it for all of its benefits while we're here. You know, I've given examples before. You know, I have this cell phone, does all kind of stuff. Ooh, a better example is my iPad. I have an iPad. I told my husband I need a new iPad. My other one, you know, Apple is a trip because they will cut you out and your stuff don't work no more on versions, they force you to buy. That's That's why I don't like them that much. Sorry, Apple. I keep my little Samsung for 50 50 years, and it's going to keep on working. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all could be silly, But I do have both. I have Apple for my iPad, and so my version stopped working. I need no iPad, because Netflix don't work no more, and that's bad if Netflix ain't working. On your iPad, that means it's really old. And so we went and got got me a new iPad. (laughs) iPads are not cheap, right? I've had it for a while now, but at the time it was, you know, a nice little chunk. He went and bought it for me that thing. I could tell does a whole host of stuff. I pretty much use it as my TV. That's it. At night, that's mommy's time. We put the kids to bed. I take about an hour for me, and that's the function that I use my iPad for. That's it. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) The kids play games on it sometimes. But it does so many things, but I don't access all of its functions. I could do a whole host of things on it. I could, I'm sure, I mean, screens pop up by accident. I'm like, what is this? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Go back. But it does all these things that I'm not taking advantage of now it's okay if I'm talking about that with an iPad but when it comes to the gift of the Holy Ghost that dwells down on the inside of you I need you to touch your features that cause you to forgive when you don't want to I need you to tap in to the feature that makes you be like you know what I'm not going to take that snide comment to heart and I'm going to go sit down and talk to my brother and make sure I don't feel no contention dwelling up on the inside of me I did that very recently it happened to me I felt somebody made a little snide comment and I felt that little boy it's so funny so easy to start feeling a certain way isn't that that amazing how quick we can go to the negative and we gotta push to go to the positive but I was going to that negative and I was deciding I'm about to be mad at this person I ain't been mad at nobody in a while I'm about to start being mad at them but you know what I said no you are not That spirit man and me start to speak up. You will not act ignorant. Why did the spirit man, why was the spirit man able to speak up? Because I've been feeding him more than that fleshly man. So the spirit took over and said, you go park yourself and have some conversations. And I did, and I felt good. I didn't have to do all this, not to say there's anything wrong with that, but sometimes we have to make sure apologies aren't trying to get you told. We want to use scriptures to try to get you told, you know, and make sure sometimes just forgive them and move on. Uh, y'all let that be between you and the Lord, but let me put that nugget in you. Sometimes it's okay just to be like, you know, let me let that go and move on and allow God to bless you. It's a beautiful thing, but it's brotherly love that's taking control of my mind. I, I have to take control. I'm the one that's in control of my mind. Amen. Don't let the enemy have control because when he gets it, he will take you for a ride that you cannot get off. <laughs> a ride that's really difficult for you to get off. So don't get on the ride, saints. You keep pushing and believe God that he can help you and that you have support. Amen? All right. Did uh, somebody have their hand up? Did I, I thought I saw. Okay. Harrison. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Y'all had your hands up for a while. Um, Rashida, I thought somebody had their hand up a long time ago.
3: Um, Two things, and I'll be quick.
2: This this scripture, and there are certain (laughs) scriptures. Maybe we'll read it, and you know, we'll kind of leave it alone. But just even as you begin to expound on it, it just really shed light on what it really means. And it caused me to think back years ago. um, You know, as I lost children and was trying to have children, and I remember when God finally blessed us to, you know, be pregnant with Kenny.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: I remember I was so sick through that pregnancy. And I'll never forget, this sister came to me and she said that she prayed and she went to God and she asked God to allow her to feel what I was going through. Wow. Yeah. And it messed me up. Yeah. And, and I remember a particular Sunday, she came to me and she said, were you sick today? And I said, I was. And she said, she was so sick. Wow. And i that amazed me. Yeah. Like, you you really don't know what you're asking for. Right. You want to ask God to let you feel what I'm feeling. Yes. But this, it just it just
3: kind of hit home. And then the other thing. Good. I
2: thought about in a natural sense. We have brothers and sisters. I have an older brother. I have two sisters. We're different in many mm-hmm. ways. We're the same in many ways but we're brothers and sisters. Yeah. And no matter what goes on, we're brothers That's right. and sisters. And, and the body of Christ, we all come from different walks of That's life. That's right. Some of us are a little softer. Right. Some of us are not. Right. Some of us are quiet. Some of us are not. We're, we're so different. That's right. But what God wants us to do, he spoke and said, but love one another as I've loved you.
0: That's right.
2: But yet we're different. And and you know, we have to acknowledge that and realize that we're not the same. No. You know what, what might tick me off might not tick you off or whatever. Good. But sometimes we just have to learn how to be patient with each other. Yes. And to tell ourselves, okay, they're they're not you. Or you're not me. And so That's right. I, I thank God for Bible classes like this because it causes us to get back on track. That's right. And when we when we get on track and we do what the word is telling us to do, then we'll see the things of God. That's right. Like we've been praying for. We'll see him move. We'll see him heal. We'll see him deliver on a, a, a broader scale if we can just do what the scripture is telling
0: us. Good stuff. And as you were speaking, the scripture came to me. I don't have it in a reference, but. Uh, the one that said, talks about comprehend all saints. When you said I'm not you and you're not me. You know, and the scripture tells us to comprehend all saints for that reason. Because I'm not you and because you're not me. Right? But I should have an understanding of that and know that, and that's okay. You don't have to be me and I don't have to be you, but I can pull things from you that will help me. And you should pull, th- and I should be able to pull things from you that help me. Did I say that right? Did y'all know what I mean if I didn't? Right, we should be able to help each other, amen. Uh, Harrison, uh, just a couple, uh, one quick thing. It
6: was just, I was thinking about when you know Jesus told Peter, thou be converted, strengthen the brethren, Mm -hmm. and how we know that Peter goes on, he preaches preaches on the day of Pentecost, but Peter goes to a uh, a situation where he's in prison by himself, Mm -hmm. and he knows how Herod wants to back certain of the church and how the church. Prayer unto God without ceasing. That's
3: before
1: right. Him. That's so right. Those
6: things that He did is the brotherhood, Good. the church is now doing for Him and His situation. And I even think about this time last year how this this church, particularly, made our fast and prayer just for me and my wife. Yeah. Going through the situation that we went through. Good. And how I felt the strength of the people. Like, I don't have any natural siblings here at Agape, but I felt a whole host Good. of brothers and sisters. Excellent. Just our situation. Excellent. I mean, yeah, this goes a long way where you're in a situation you got people who genuinely care for you yes. and not going to go through and run you down and everything. That's like right. That, but just strengthen you in your time of need. Yes. I, I just
0: praise God for that. Hundred million percent. Give God a hand praise for that. And y'all better believe the same would be for you. You know but the enemy wants to say oh that's Harrison if it, to you, if it happened to you you would get the same prayer. Okay He is a liar. And there are people praying for you, petitioning God for you that you don't even know. Like Sister Rashida said, how the sister came to her, there are people that are looking to you and you are just a beautiful, positive light in here. I decided I have to start telling people the nice things that I think about them. There's all these people that I would think all these nice things about. It might be nice to share it with them. And you should too, because I don't know what the enemy is telling them. You know, I can sit here and look out person to person. Ooh, y'all, ooh, y'all, just some lovely people. And some nice, wonderful things that I think about the personalities that are sitting in this congregation. But then the enemy wants to lie to you and tell you, you're all by yourself. He's a liar. Don't believe it. I gave you the example of my cousin. Don't you believe it? You are loved. You are loved. If you are in the body of Christ, you are loved. I keep thinking somebody's touching me. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Did you have your hand up, Albert? Oh, yeah. Go
3: ahead. That's good. you never get paid that Mm hmm.
0: That's really good. I like that. Did y'all hear that? That was really good. That's really good, Elder. Yes, yeah, somebody gave that clap. Clap. That was, that was really good. We always owe that debt of love. You, we got to keep... And if we keep paying our debt, then everybody will feel the love. If we each keep paying what we owe, then nobody will ever feel alone. Then St. Can't Lie. If, we, if you keep coming... And strengthening yourself with the body, it's a lot easier, it's a lot harder for him to get to you. Right? It'd be a whole lot, lot harder if we are linked together than if we're separated apart. Um, Elder White, and then we'll go on to our next scripture. I think you're the last person. Yes, sir. Acts 2 and
1: 42 was talking about the continual steadfast, even in attack was the continued steadfast. Right. Right. Uh, the fellowship right. and the prayers. Because a mm-hmm. break bread. And I was thinking that, that number one that he had took out of there in order to break the thing, he had to attack the doctrine. Because if he can attack the doctrine, there could be no apostles. That's right. If there's no apostles, there's no fellowship. So that was the whole chain of these apostles getting together because Christ had put them together. All mm-hmm. because of what he had done and given to them. And that those are the things of the downbreak of the fallen in the church where people have left steadfastness you know, breaking bread and all these things, and those are the things that are missing. It's still here, but people are not utilizing these things today. Especially right. doctrine. People are slipping away from doctrine. That's right. And people are not continuing in the apostle doctrine. And that's one of the biggest things that we have in the apostolic assemblies today. So those are some of the things
0: that Diddy have really Absolutely. Important. That verse forty two we went through it earlier and thank you for reiterating. I agree. Who are you pointing to? Uh Sister Money didn't see you at all. <laughs> That's beautiful. And I know by the end, like people were crying, people were in tears. Like it I still c I cannot think of what got us even on that. I feel like it had to be my guy. But it it is amazing how
2: other people see you mm-hmm. in regards to how you see yourself. That's right.
3: Right: I love it.
0: Even if you could just sit right now and think about the person beside you, if you don't know them, the person in front of you, even if you don't know them, there should be a kind thought that you should have for them. Isn't that right? Even if I don't know you, there should be a kind I, I'm glad you're here. Oh, it's good. It's good to see you. Ain't that right? You can go ahead and share with the person next to you. You want to tell them something nice, you tell them. I'm dead serious. Dead serious. We make this stuff hard. Somebody might need to hear it. Somebody might need to hear it. Don't leave nobody sitting by themselves, Joy. I don't see anybody sitting by you. You got her. Who didn't get a word? Sister Cobra, did anybody say anything to you? Uh, Sister Priscilla? Everybody good? Did everybody get a word? Who needs one? Everybody? My sis, new sis, I need to learn your name. Did everybody get a word? All right. I love you. I'm so glad you came to Bible class tonight. I'm so glad you're here. Did my heart good. I'm so glad I'm not here by myself. I'm so glad you're here with me. Amen. God is great. All right, let's go to the next one. John 15 and 13. Didn't that at least feel a little bit good? I know we laughing. It feels good. It feels really good just to know that I'm loved. We get fed so much hatred throughout the day. This is an evil, wicked, wicked society that we are living in. Wicked. Wicked society. Yes, I can't wait for school to be out. Not, no, no. <laughs> Serious. This, you know how, what's, what it's like for what to happen in Texas and then your kid's still in school? Jesus. The blood of Jesus. But you know what? I believe God. Segway. Uh-uh. Fear tried to creep up on this sister. I'm about to take my kids out of school. That <laughs> was a lie. You know, it's only a couple days left. They ain't doing nothing anyway. But when they were babies, I took them to the Lord. And I asked him to protect them and keep them and love them and bless them. And I had to remember that prayer, sis. And I said, uh-uh. Y'all can go to school today. And God got you like he already had the whole school year like he did last school year. And the year before that, because he is a keeper. And I believe him. Y'all didn't even know I was going through that. We go through stuff nobody might not know. Encourage each other, strengthen each other. Elder Chambers encouraged me on Sunday. He didn't even know. When he got up and did that prayer, I was struggling. I struggled. That thing shook me hard.
1: But God is faithful. And I have found my strength in him. Because I came to church. I came to church and I heard the word and it strengthened me. Don't be out there by yourself. You come to God and you get some mind
0: control. Don't be out there by yourself. Come with your brothers and sisters in Christ and get some the strength of God. Amen. Amen. Now put a Holy Ghost hand clap on that. Glory. Proverbs 15, 13. Where love hath no man than this, than a man that laid down his life for his friends. Are we supposed to be alone? Are y'all picking up a theme? If you in somewhere feeling like you're supposed to be out by yourself alone, I'm just going to spend some time with me and Jesus. I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with that and uh, you want to pray one day but as an overall theme in your life absolutely not greater love hath no man than this than a man laid down his life for his friends For his, this it for your mother, father, sister, brother your family members, your kids for his friends. friends because Jesus laid down his life for you and the same Jesus the same spirit that laid down his life for you is living in you, so he expects the same thing from you. That's how you love, and that's how people love you, whether you know it or not. Some people might not be there, but they working on it. Amen. Amen. A friend loveth at all times. At all times, all right. Uh, greater man have no uh, greater love had no man than this. Let's go to Ecclesiastes chapter number four. It's uh, several good ones in there. Three of them, to be exact. Verses 9, 10, and 12. Ecclesiastes 4. You're doing so good back there, sweetie. That's my compliment to you tonight. I'm so glad you're here. Uh, two are better than? One. Come on and read with me. Two are better than? One. Because they have a good reward for their labor. Verse 10. For if they fall, the one will lift up his fellow. But woe, woe, woe to him that is alone when he falleth, for he hath not another to help him up. Are you supposed to be
2: by yourself? If you by yourself, nobody can help you.
0: Nobody can lift you up. Nobody can encourage you and strengthen you if you're by yourself. Yes, sir.
4: Yes. And a lot of times one thing that I noticed is that uh, they would isolate themselves into like this elite group of spirituality yes. where they felt like the Lord was just always telling them something that he wasn't telling everybody else. Mm-hmm. And they went deeper and they knew everything, you know, it was like they and and through that they became more isolated, you know, yes. and I watched the enemy just like begin to like destroy this person. Absolutely. Itself. They felt that they Curiosity, you know, and but they were just better than everybody else. Yes. You know, and that was one of the, the telltale signs of them really losing it up here, you know. Yes. So, I mean, and I, I think you know, that's just one of those warning signs. You know, if you ever feel like that, you know, and you know, that uh yes. that you're that important, that you're that grand, you know, maybe you need to talk to the Lord or talk to somebody else and get humbled and get rooted on the ground
0: again. And why am I the only one with the revelation? If you feel like that, something, something's probably wrong. Because that's exactly right. You know, uh, isolation can cause, when you're alone with your thoughts. that's why we read Proverbs, that first one we read, Proverbs 18 and 1. Right? Do y'all remember that one that we read? Um, I still have it open. My, my Bible, ooh, it's still open. Um, Through desire, a man having separated himself, seeketh and intermeddleth with all wisdom, do y'all remember the translation of that one? I think I still have it up. Uh, yes, hallelujah. One who isolates himself pursues selfish desires. He rebels against all sound wisdom. Wow. Exactly what you're talking about. Exactly what we're talking about. I and mean, As you were talking, I was giving a face because I was trying to think of this scripture. And we'll see if it comes to me. Um, I can't even get the words together, but I, I know where I want to go. If the Lord gives it to me, I'll share it with you. Uh, Ecclesiastes 4 and 12. Was Elder Chambers the only one with his hand up? Lafraya? You can read the next one. I can wait. Okay. After 12, I want you to go. Okay, verse 12. And if one prevail against him, two shall withstand him. And a threefold cord is not quickly broken. What's this talking about? Any scripture that's semi-complicated, I want us to get a good. It's not complicated, but you know what I'm saying. Um, will somebody help us with a meaning on this scripture? Yes, ma'am. Sister Sean. Well,
1: I'm looking at saying two is good, but three is better. I mean, when it comes to trouble, prevailing, you know, when, when you have someone, okay, if you have an enemy and he's just fighting against one, his likelihood of uh, triumph in this group is pretty good. If he's got two, then it's going to be a
0: little bit harder to fight, but if he's got three, it's pretty much impossible. Good. I like it. Uh, Sister Ross? You could think about also if there's two,
1: it's like beside each other
3: mm-hmm. and nothing connected, but when there's a triangle, so to speak, then you're there and that bond is quicker. I mean, it's, it holds together a whole lot better. That's right. Than those two, so it's like it's kind of hard to break through that where they're fortified
0: mm. on all three sides. That's right. One of my kids' movies taught me that a triangle is the strongest. Um. Thinking, yeah. Yeah. The yeah. Yeah. It's stronger than everything because of that. The shape of the triangle can't be broken. Yeah. So um, exactly. Those three points are really strong. Sister LaFrey. Freya. So ever since you
3: read Proverbs <coughs> 17 about a friend loving at all times mm-hmm. and a brother being born for adversity, I have been racking my brain trying to find this scripture. And I knew it was a scripture. Mm-hmm. So I didn't give up. And I thank God I found it. <laughs> Um, In 1 Samuel 14, about Jonathan and his armor bearer. Oh, good. When they were uh, fighting against the Philistines, and Jonathan came up with a plan, but he didn't tell Saul about his plan. Mm -hmm. And he took his armor bearer, and he said, we're going to go hide out over here where the Philistines' outpost is, and we're going to attack them. And the Philistines called to them and told them, yeah, come on up here, we'll show you something. Mm -hmm. And so Jonathan, he took off up the mountain and said they were going up with their hands and their feet. They were going up. Jonathan was first. His armor bearer was behind him. And everybody that Jonathan hit that maybe didn't die, or everybody that he missed, his, his armor bearer got it. good. And I just thought about what Sister Rashida said and what uh, Harrison said, and then even your testimony just now. I went here Sunday, so your testimony right. about Jason, um, what with the prayer on Sunday. And I was just thinking, a brother being born for adversity, I mean, that person will go to war for you, in yes. the spirit, yes, yes. But, uh-huh. when you need them. That's right people ask me, you know, how my parents were when they knew that I was back and everything. And I was thinking, but I this time, I didn't go back from my parents. Right. My friend lost his mother, and when I tell you, he was not himself. Right. And I was in that room next door to his room. I was going to war for him. Yes. Day. I could see him just withdrawing. Yeah. Withdrawing from God and withdrawing from his people, and I just, you know, I didn't I couldn't see that happening. Not on my watch. Right. Not on my watch. And I thank God for that. Spirit. Good. You know, a brother will fight for you. Yes. Yes. In the spirit, when you just don't have strength to fight. That's and I've had that experience Well, I came to church. Sister Rain was one of them. Jason's been another one. I have come to church. I have come to church so weak. Yes so weak, and I just could not pray. And when I get to the altar, they say exactly what I needed to yes. hear. Yes. Didn't we talk
0: about it earlier? Exactly what I
3: needed to hear. And it just strengthens you to yes. know that somebody is tapped in. Yes. Somebody right. Somebody is tapped in and hearing from the Lord, and they
0: are fighting for yes. you. That's right. And when it's your turn to fight, make sure you do it. Yes. For some reason, we feel this intimidation. You know the Lord is talking to you. On. Joy, get up and pray for Sister Donaldson. We I can't do that. I know that's right. Get up and pray for it. Even the boldest of us, right? Even the more outgoing of us, you feel that? It, you better get up and pray because I don't know what she's going through and exactly what the prayer said. What if Joy don't pray now? The Lord told her to pray, and you don't do it. Now He'll use somebody else, but you lost your blessing. Now you didn't get to see. Transformative power that the Lord worked in her life because you did what God told you to do. Yes. It's a twofold blessing. Yes. Yes. So you, you we got to get the help, and then when God tells you to provide it, just provide it. Yes. Yes. Amen. Amen. Ooh, we got to be strong together, y'all. Amen. We got to be strong. When you see something um, unravelled, then you help braid it back up. I got my daughter's hair braided and I love the girl did it. I like her. She's great. She's so fast. <laughs> she's almost too fast. I mean, she's like a robot. And I had her laughing. We have a language barrier, but she understood that. I said, You move, move like a robot. I said, You scary. And she just cracked up laughing. But she's so fast. And one of the braids came unravel. And I was upset <laughs> because I just paid to get that braided. <laughs> Yesterday, and it shouldn't unravel the next day. Now, I could have left it. The bottom part was coming unraveled, and I saw it, and I could have left it like that. And it did not look cute, and I did not like it. The rest is all neat, nice, and pristine, and one braid is coming completely unraveled. Now, I could have left it like that and been, oh, that's a shame that that braid is unraveled. Yeah. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. I just paid for that to get ra- uh, braided and now look at it coming unraveled. I could have left it like that and it annoyed me that I had to do some work when I prayed to get the work done. I see you. But when I, but you know what I did? I took the bead out and I took the braid down and I braided it back up myself because I saw it unraveling and I knew how to fix it. Yeah, all right. I don't know how to do this part but I can braid this part. And that's the part that was coming undone. So the part that I knew how to fix, I fixed. I didn't leave it in in its unraveled state. You see your brothers and sisters unraveling in front of you? You better bring them back up again. You better make them tight back with the Lord. What can I do to strengthen you? What can I do to help you? Don't just let them unravel and say, "Mm -mm mm-mm-mm. We have to be a friend and a help. To the body of Christ, is that all right? Yeah. Hallelujah! We'll get the, your hand as as you're speaking. Can we turn to Psalms one? I mean, one thirty three and one. Sister Donaldson, yes, ma'am. And then everybody, let's turn to one thirty three and one.
2: As soon as he had finished speaking to Saul, the soul of Jonathan was knit to the soul of David, and Jonathan
0: loved him as his own soul. Good. David was going to go. David had already been through. Yes. And even though
1: Jonathan's father had kind of lost his mind. Right.
0: in and in, in complete against his own father uh-huh. yeah. completely against the will of his own father why because we let that brotherly love continue amen yeah. behold how good and how pleasant it is brethren to dwell together in unity don't this feel good yeah. behold how good and pleasant it is for us to be together yeah. don't yeah. listen to the lie of get out there by yourself don't be by yourself. I don't want you to be plucked off. First John four seven. And we're going to have to stop. I have a lot more, but we're going to have to wrap it up. First John four and seven. And thank you, thank you, sweetie. Beloved, let us love one another, for the love for love is of, and everyone that loveth is born of, and knoweth. Let us love one another. Why? Because love is of God. So we love each other in spite of our differences. In spite of the little quirks that you do to get on my nerves. Sometimes when you recognize things about yourself, just work to change it. Right? When I know I'm doing stuff and I'm like, Lord, let me see myself. My, my husband had to be a friend to me. And I'm glad he did because I didn't know that about myself. Uh, we were at my job one day, and this is going back to when my daughter was first born. And you know how you do, you take your baby up to work. Some of us do that, you know. I was on maternity leave, but they all went to see the baby. So we bring the baby up, da-da-da-da-da, and we're walking around. And we're going from office to office to office, person to person to person, yada-da-yada. And I'm feeling all good, and I'm all happy. And my husband turns to me, and he says, you know you cut people off? Well, no, no. He said everybody that talked to you, you they were in the middle of a sentence and you start talking well I grew up in a family of six children whoever talked the loudest that's who got heard so I mean when people come to family my family events we have been told how many times how deafening the sound is all the in-laws love to oh y'all so loud you know they love to tell us how loud we are how, because whoever talks the loudest Ain't that right, Jones children? That's who gets heard, right? And so that's just how we communicate. So for me, that's normal. But he helped me to see a quality in me. Other people might not understand my backstory. They don't know that I come from a family of six kids and we all wanted our parents' attention and we all feel like we was right. That's another thing, We, Lord's helping us. Uh-uh, the, uh-uh. You know, so you talk the loudest and then you get the floor. But that's not how most of society communicates. But I do it and I don't even know I do it. I've probably done it to y'all. So now you know why, right? If you call me out, be nice. <laughs> Try not to call me out, I'm working on it. But that's love. Him telling me in that way, it helped me. It made me aware of it. Have I perfected it? I have not. That was nine years ago, and I still, hear, but at least now I'm aware and I hear myself doing it. And I said, oh, I'm sorry, finish what you're gonna say. And I li- sometimes I have to hold my mouth. Because what I want, oh, I wanna talk about what you're talking about, but then I cut you off. <laughs> and I don't mean to do that. But instead of getting upset with the person, love them through whatever their quirk is. That probably burns some people up. Like that, oh, I can't stand talking to Joyce. She always like, interrupts. But instead of feeling like that, like, you know what, I'm gonna love her through that. I just won't talk to her as much, you know. But we can still have love for each other because love goes beyond whatever I'm doing that annoys you. Does that make sense, Armand? Um, and then we're gonna have to wrap it down. I just want to point out something that I heard Brother Jason say before, and it really stuck me and it's helped me. But he he's just talking about giving people the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Right Whatever, It's like just Leaving that extra room To give people That benefit of the doubt Some grace Even if You know They may be doing things On purpose Right you know, But still it, it helps you You mm-hmm. know by i them A the benefit of the doubt Saying maybe You know They having a rough day Or you know They're going through Absolutely things, and acting the way acting. And It's really it just, It's helped me out A lot Good I like it Let's end on this verse Isaiah Thank you, Armand. That was really good. Isaiah 26 and 3. Talking about mind control tonight. Uh, Thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. Why? Because he trusteth in thee. You keep going back to the source and you're going to be all right. Lord, help me to implement everything we talked about tonight. How can I do that? Because I know you're going to keep my mind in perfect peace. Why? Because I'm going to trust in you. Not in myself because I've isolated myself and now I'm the most knowledgeable person on the planet and nobody else knows and only I know. And then I'm going all off into the deep end because now I'm on Patman somewhere and everybody else is a sinner and I'm the only one saved. You got to be careful. You better reel yourself back on in. Because you have some issues and some problems but he will keep my mind in perfect peace. If I keep my mind, stayed on him. Mind control. Mind control. Mind control. Put your spirit first. Flesh will follow. Amen. It has to. Amen. Ask God to help you. Sister Sean, we can go ahead, stand up. We can come start getting the offering together. Yes, ma'am.
7: with the saints because hopefully it could be an encouragement to someone as well. But I told them, please, 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 don't keep things in. Seek help. We love you and am here for you. God loves you more. He is our Father, however, he put for us here on earth. I love you much. No need to go through anything alone. Yeah. Isolation is not of God. And this is what I said to you a few hours ago before coming to Bible class. Like I said, I wasn't praying about them or praying about something else yes. that came to me. And I just feel like we have so
0: many ways that we can reach out to people. Yes, and That's one of the things that I try to do. I mean, texting doesn't take but a second. That's right. Person,
7: I, I, you know, somebody comes up my mind, I don't just pray for them, but I text them. Yeah, and I let them know I'm praying for you. And I get sometimes I get responses like, wow, that was like their time. don't you know, they begin to say stuff to me and we communicate that way. And I, and I wanted to say that and I also want to say that there have been times that I felt like you know nobody cares I'm always reaching out to new people uh-huh. but I don't get the same feedback Right. but one thing I do know and I found this out through the many years I've been at Agape that if I ever need help I know that I can call on the saints of God honey won't they come me. like a troop if it's
0: not coming to me but I know I can go to the church right? that's right that's right <laughs> y'all better know it you better know it and believe it reach out you'll see Amen? I need y'all luck on me for a minute. (laughs) The saints will love you.